Hi, welcome to Parrot Gaming Productions. My name is Jared, aka Bambi. It's Friday at 4.04 in the afternoon. I have the day off of work because our dollar system is down. And uh, the new Battlefield trailer is out for the beta. So let's go ahead and uh, throw on our Hetty McPhony phones. Let's go ahead and uh, log out of here. Let's go ahead and switch this to our headset. Load it full screen and hit play. Open beta, October 8th through the 9th. Pre-order for early access. Um, I, I don't, I don't get it. I'm confused. I'm sad. I'm unhappy. Um, <laughs> the fact that uh, the fact that uh, the open beta is uh, October eighth through the ninth. You know, like it, it's it's amazing because it's the open beta is two days. So if you don't pre-order the game, because if you uh, according to pre according to Battlefield 2042 in Steam. If you pre-order the game, you get to be a part of the beta uh, from... You get to download it October 5th, and then you get to play it from the 6th through the 9th. So, the 6th, 7th, 8th, and 9th, you get four days to play the beta. This beta is open for two days, and then you have to wait basically a month and a half to play the real game. Uh, what the... F what the fuck, Battlefield? What the fuck, EA? Two days? Two days for an open beta? Two days for an open beta is fucking retarded. You know what? I'm going to say it. It's fucking retarded. Absolutely fucking retarded. Don't you think, Helios? Absolutely retarded. Completely 100% stupid. Um, I don't even... I don't... I don't... I don't understand it. I don't get it. I don't... It just... It feels stupid. It feels absolutely fucking stupid. To have an open beta for two fucking days. I am pit. Like, that's... I don't, like, I can't, I can't even fat, like, that, that thoroughly upsets me. Thoroughly upsets me. Um, yeah. But in other news, the, uh, the Far Cry... Ooh, let's go and pause it there. The Far Cry 6 theatrical, uh, the, the cinematic trailer kind of came out, so let's go ahead and uh, give it a... Alright, so uh, let's kind of go over the trailer there. Um, for those of you who are listening, I apologize. It was a bunch of. Uh, I'll cut out. I'll cut out all the music. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'm going to cut out a lot of stuff here. Uh, so. It's kind of interesting because uh, the dictator dude, they, uh, it, it's kind of interesting because the trailer uh, basically starts off with this uh, chicken who goes into cockfighting and then uh, he busts out and runs away and basically the, the cops who actually have a very interesting uniform um, are chasing after this, this chicken who's got a double spike collar on and then uh, basically the, the cops cause chaos and, and craziness and then uh, the I guess the... the the, the people that are fighting back against tyranny end up taking out a, uh, some of the some of the guards. Uh, it's called the Chicharano Run, which is interesting. Um, 
I, I really like how very detailed the graphics are. The graphics are absolutely, they look absolutely stunning. I know this is probably just made within a specific engine or whatever, but I love how this chicken, uh, or this, this cock, uh, essentially get, jumps on one of the cars, uh, one of the old school Cuban cars uh, that's got a, what looks like a, 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 a Russian 50 cal, uh, a, a mounted Russian 50 cal <laughs> machine gun on top of one of these old school cars. On top of one of these old old school cars is sitting there. Um, actually, if uh, we look at the di the, the dictator's uh, tie that he's got on, um, that's a real knot that you can do. Like it's a very complicated knot. Um, let's go ahead and Google um, Google it here real quick. What was that? Uh, types of uh, tie knots. The Imaginos. Imaginos. Oh, there it is. Here it is. It's the gold one right there. Uh, for those of you that are watching the scre my screen here. Um, is it going to... I think it's called the Eldridge. Yeah, the Eldridge knot where it's got the cool little later layers. The the Morel looks pretty interesting. The the Van Widjik. Is that what it's called? Was that what it is, fellas? The Van Widjik knot? Just looks like someone's super. Like it just looks like it's a rolled, a rolled up lazy ass tie. The half Windsor, the Pratt, the Windsor, the Balthus, the Calvin, the Prince Albert, the four in hand, and the simple all look exactly the same. I did actually master the Trinity knot. Believe it or not, I, I did a Trinity knot. I wonder if I have that photo. I wonder if I have that photo here. Let's go ahead and blow it up. Um, let's go. To, no, probably don't want to open that. Uh, let's go to my pictures. Doop -a doo. Uh, this is my live stream stuff. Uh, Lacey, here it is. Uh, it, it's funny because uh, one of my ex-girlfriend's names was Lacey, and th that's the that's the name of my uh, that's the name of my hard drive. L A, lowercase L A, uh, L big L lowercase A big C lowercase I E. Lace E is my E drive. Um, pictures, where am I at here? Um, all my dumb little stupid photos that I got, uh, all my disc golf stuff. Got all that stuff, there's all my cute stuff. Um, hmm, hmm, hmm. Maybe, I, maybe it's not in here? Wonder if I may have deleted it. Cause it's a it's a damn good photo, but I I, I did I did actually um, I had one of the knots, which was great. It was I loved it. I was I, I had mastered that 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 cool knot that I had. Or uh, sorry, I'd mastered the Trinity knot. It was it was for an ex uh, an ex girlfriend's graduation. I thought it was kind of cool. But yeah, the dictators the dictators got an Eldritch knot, and it looks like a very very fancy Eldritch knot. The uh, the game graphics look pretty cool as well as too you get uh, I think you get to get a, a rooster they've got a desert eagle it looks like they you know the hack and slash you, you can use a takedown where you pull a grenade on, on on one of the bad guys vests and you can kick them off they've got what looks like uh, an improvised um, improvised mortar backpack uh, a, a hodge like a very high quality hodgepodge version of a flamethrower that's in there. Um, and then also you get, uh, for some pre-order bonuses, the Libertadio or the Libertad Chorizo. Chorizo is, is basically, he's a little, little puppy dachshund, 
uh, who's decked out in the blue stuff. It, it's kind of interesting because they went like Crips versus Bloods here. Uh, the Crips uh, are the Libertads, and then the blo- and the Bloods are the the bad dudes. Coming out October seventh um, uh, is is when it, and then there's the Discos Locos, which is basically it shoots CDs. <laughs> it's kind of funny. It's uh, basically a CD shooter, which is interesting that you get for pre-order bonuses. Um, I'm kind of glad that they don't have many pre-orders for this game. I just think that when it comes to pre-orders, if you have a pre-order for a game, it's just kind of dumb. Especially when they put that much thought and effort into a pre-order. I'm not a big fan of of when they do that, just because, like, they create all these really cool things. It's like, only if you get a pre-order. Well, here's two cool things that we made for pre-order. I don't think it's that hard to shade and create, uh, you know, an extra skin for the, the uh, basically one of your companions that you get, as well as to create a very simple CD shooter. I think that's pretty dope. I think it's pretty awesome that they that they ended up doing that. Um, I liked it. I think it's great. I think it's absolutely fantastic. Um, yeah, and my YouTube is very very random for those of you who are watching the the the, the regular pod uh, the the video cast. Uh, Linus Tech Tips, I like him a lot. I'm trying to find if there's any new game stuff out here. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd like to watch a lot of the Fallout 4 stuff. Uh, let's see if there's any new gaming uh, gaming clips that are out there. Um, it doesn't look like much is coming out for gaming, uh, the, the gaming stuff. Um, hmm. Let's go back. Let's go back and let's go. Okay, so here we go. Uh, film theory. Do... do uh, let's try clicking on the related tab. Uh, so there's a bunch of games that have been delayed because of the gamer rank. Uh, there's some gamer rank stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, interesting. They got, uh, uh, get Carlo, the, the bad guy from Fallout 6. He's, he's doing it. Uh, somebody played Far Cry 6 early. That's kind of cool. Uh, yeah, the, the Exodus film for Battlefield 2042. I don't know. I'm, I'm pissed off. I'm very not happy about Battlefield 2042 having a, <laughs> like it. Okay, so when when I pre-ordered Battlefield 2040, like Battlefield 2042 came out, it was like, hey, here you go. And so what I did, uh, this is when I was still working, uh, at the old job because I did get a new job. But I thought it was really hilarious that Battlefield 2042 was like, hey, uh, you know, pre pre-order. I was like, fine, I'll pre-order. And, you know, this was before the setback, before all that other fun stuff. So I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll do it. I'll get it taken care of. Um, but, like, it just really upsets me that the, that for those of us who, for those of you out there who cannot pre-order, it really upsets me that if you're pre-ordering, you, it, it's just you're, you're fucked is essentially what it is. It's like, hey, the open beta was supposed to be... I mean, hell, like, they just released... I, I think it was hilarious. They're like, oh, the open, you know, wh- what was it? Uh, we'll, we'll talk about the open beta, you know, in September. Well, September fucking 30th, they dropped the open beta. They're like, hey, by the way, open beta is only two days. If you pre-order, it's it's four days. I just... I think that's the dumbest... That's so dumb. You Like, if... You should be able to just... Like, I think, I, I think an open beta should be, like, a week or two. Like I, I, a lot of open betas are you know, uh, you know, a week or two affairs, not two days. For those, especially because of COVID this year, especially because of everything else, I think it's absolutely fucking ridiculous that 
the that the beta is two days if you don't have the 65 bucks to pre-order, which is ridiculous. So to AEA, I'm flipping off the camera for for those of you who uh, who are watching. Um, that's really kind of all I wanted to touch on when it comes to video games this week. I just I it's it to me it's. I don't know. I just I'm not feeling it for video games this week. It's 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 really upsetting me. I'm starting to feel really really tired because of an energy drink that I heard had earlier today. Um, I allowed myself to grab an energy drink after a while. I've had two piece teas, a four egg omelet with cheese, and now me and the boys are just chilling. He lives his he's lost a foot to the void. Blue's all snuggled up next to him, and they're just enjoying time with Daddy O's. So. I'm gonna go ahead and jump into it. I thought I was gonna be able to get uh, I, I, so, so I, I've got a really cool guest here. Uh, her name is uh, she does Oni Comics. Uh, she she writes a comic strip, and I, I I get really in depth with where I find out some cool stuff about the alphabet soup, the LGBTQ kind of stuff. Got to ask her. Uh, I got to ask her a really fucking cool question that I had been wanting to ask a couple of people for a long time because of a state because of statements that have been made. So I got to ask her a really cool question. I didn't look like an asshole for the first time in a long time. I didn't look like an asshole, so I thought that was kind of dope. I thought that was kind of dope. So I uh, just want to shout out to uh, to uh, uh, oh god, I f what the fuck did I really? Oh my god, my brain is fucking fried. Let's go to my video cast here. Um, oh wow, yeah, Oni girl, uh, Lindsay from uh, Lindsay from Oni. Um, ooh. Did she not want me to call her Lindsay? Did she not want me to... Oh, no, no, no. That's right. She, she gave me... I think she gave me right. the permissions. Um, yeah, she, she gave me permissions to, to call her the Lindsay there. Uh, quick little preview. So, Lindsay and I had a great conversation. I th it's a pretty big file. Uh, yeah, we talked for about an hour, which was pretty dope. I was going to talk to her boyfriend, who is... Uh, what was he again? He was something cool. Like he was British, but he was also, uh, like he's Aussie. He's like Aussie and British, I think is what he was. Him and I, we're, we're having a, we're doing an interview later on, but, uh, I, I, I did schedule conflicts and all that other dumb stuff. So, uh, uh, on to the Lindsay and Oni episode that, that's, uh, going up. Saturday, so cheers, Mike. Cheers, Mike. Fuck, I'm stupid. Yeah. Hey, everybody, welcome back to Parrot Gaming Productions. Where my name is Jared, and I definitely forgot the episode number, uh, but we're in the '90s. Uh, today, I have someone really special with me. Her name is Lindsay. Uh, Lindsay, go ahead and introduce yourself. Hello, everybody. My name is Lindsay Little. Um, Primarily, I'm a graphic designer. I work for a, a mural company, and we design murals uh, locally in Houston, Texas, but also internationally. We do some really cool stuff. Uh, but my true passion is actually my comic, Oni Girl, which is available to read on Webtoon. So why don't you just go ahead and jump right into it? That's an awesome segue. Lindsay, tell me about what is Oni Girl for those of us who don't know. Absolutely. So Oni Girl is a comic about, uh, it's a world where uh, monsters exist, but they have to survive by sort of living in the wilderness and learning to adapt to human society by changing their appearance, 
their behavior, and uh, the story sort of deals with the ramifications of that. Like, what happens when you take away something that is uh, intrinsic to your nature? Um, and I sort of cover topics like self-esteem, anxiety, just mental health issues in general, um, and just monster appearances. That's sort of an allegory for all of that. Uh, additionally, I have heavy LGBTQ plus representation. That's really important to me. Uh, but overall, it's sort of like a lighthearted read. The most common feedback I get is that my comic is cute. It, so. it is a very, like, I, your style almost kind of feels like a blend of a couple different things. I, I was able to scroll through a couple of the... Uh, couple of the, the 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 pages and it looks really nice i like the way it looks the style thank you i i do have a question because i did i did look at that first one and it's almost like you're playing a, it's a video game is that what it yeah yeah okay yeah, yeah. absolutely <laughs> all right so uh yeah that's a direct reference to animal crossing i was gonna ask where did that come from so mm. Did you get, because uh, it, it kind of reminds me of the Netflix movie Bright, where all the different creatures are, what, what's that look for? That's that's a little bit of a look. Oh, I'm just interested because I haven't heard of that. Uh, you've never seen the Netflix movie Bright? No, I haven't, I haven't even heard of it. So uh, essentially there's, uh, oh God, I forget what the dude's name, in, but he's a very good gruff actor. He plays an mm. orc and he's the first orc cop. It's not, um, uh, oh gosh, now I can't think of his name. Something, I think it's Edgerton or something like that. Google okay. real quick. Um, oh, come on, Google. Orc? Hey, Google. Hmm. Who plays the orc in Bright? No, that's Oregon. Good job, Google. <laughs> uh, do. I thought you were going to suggest the guy from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy and uh, uh, more recently uh, the Blade Runner sequel. <laughs> yeah, no, Drax is. Um, I like Drax. He's he's. Awesome. I do too. Joel Edgerton, that's the guy's name. Joel Edgerton. No, no idea. Okay, yeah, he's he's in a lot of. Uh, he was in a, a a combat movie about MMA brothers. Uh, I, Huge spoiler alert, uh, spoiler alert, True Warrior, I think, or Warrior, I think is what it was just called. But he mm. plays the first cop orc, and then Will Smith is just Will Smith as a cop in, I think it's New York or whatever, and they chase after a wand, and all the races, I guess you would call them races, but all the races mm. come into play with it. Mm. And I was like, that's kind of interesting. So that's that's what I, I was like, where, so mm. Animal Crossing is where you got your inspiration. Kind of, yeah, because uh, my... See, this is a little related to video gaming after all. So uh, my my introduction into Animal Crossing was with New Leaf. Okay. And uh, my mayor character uh, wore sort of Oni horns that I got from um, uh, over Reddit through the Animal Crossing trade subreddit. Um, and it's like a Japanese exclusive item, so it was like a lot of work getting it. Okay. And... I really, the character really appealed to me. Like, after I made the mayor design, uh, I started imagining her as a character. Um, simultaneously, I was going through sort of a dark period in my life where I started drawing myself as an Oni or just a 
horned character, like a demon girl. Um, and so those two things sort of conflated into one, and I created a story out of it. Okay. So uh, Oni, because I'm not, I'm not, I'm not big on that uh, stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oni is horned, uh, car- uh, horned person. Is is that what it is? So an Oni is a, um, it's a specific kind of uh, Japanese monster. Um, it's sort of equivalent to uh, not a demon as much, but maybe like an ogre. Okay. Um, and I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit uh, iffy on the details of it but basically they're just like ruffians they have like clubs that they like attack with and they have loincloths um and they're not usually depicted the way that i depict mine but (laughs) mine is my own version of an oni okay so with uh is there kind of an overarching story that you're going for where you want to tell a a, a, a narrative or is it kind of mm. free form as you go along? Because like you said, you touch on a lot of different topics. Yeah, for sure. Um, there's definitely a narrative to it. Um, it follows my character, Des, as she attends this school for the first time. Um, as a child, she grew up believing that she was human until horns suddenly grew from her forehead Uh, and that in itself was traumatic and then she had to deal with like her father's reaction to this Um, and then we haven't seen it yet in my comic but she is invited to attend this school for monster children uh, in order to assimilate the appearance and behavior uh, of humans okay so she sort of also struggles with um, coming to terms with her monsterness in the first place, uh, much less like having to deal with uh, integrating back into human society. Was was there a lot of draw from? Because you said that you were you were kind of drawing yourself as as mm-hmm. the Oni. Was there a lot of just like, hey, this is kind of me. This is the path I'm going. The the reintegration into the school is kind of you coming out of that phase, or is that just you know two separate linear stories? That's a really good question. Um, I think at some point, I think early on, I just sort of let go of the reins of it being um, very obviously. Uh, inspired by my own life and uh i do i do um hmm, what's the word there's some similarities but it's uh, a little more subtle dealing with mental health issues for the most part so with with dealing with the anxieties the mental health and the lgbtq Mm -hmm. especially with how heavy uh how you said you're really for the lgbtq stuff how is Mm -hmm. I guess, what drives you to be so positive towards them? And then Mm. how do you integrate them into the comic? Okay. Um, So that's a really good question. So uh, I uh, am part of that community. Um, I consider myself queer. Um, And uh, it's just an umbrella term that I'm more comfortable with than anything else. Um, And... I just think there should be more of that kind of representation in any kind of media. Um, and as far as the way I integrate it into my story, it is not 
uh, my comic is not about LGBTQ matters. It has LGBTQ people. Um, but I really want the focus of the story to be about mental health issues and whether uh, I want people to be able to relate to those things uh, because whether you are LGBTQ or not, I think anybody to some degree should be able to relate to the kind of struggles my characters have. That's that's actually really awesome because one of the big things that I look for when I either read a comic book or whenever I watch a movie or do something along those lines is I try to find a way to relate to a specific character, uh, mm. like in uh, like in a lot of the Superman you know comics and, and movies. Uh, you know Henry Cavill, I feel like he's more humanized, so I can connect mm. with him better. Superman fifty two, he's always constantly getting his ass kicked. You know, like mm -hmm. he's not he's not that alpha that he normally mm -hmm. is, and you can empathize with that. And when mm. you start to populate, say, a comic with a lot of, I guess, real-world aspects, especially with LGBTQ and how prominent it is that a lot of people are coming out as, you know, queer and, and, and any mm -hmm. any sort of thing, it, you can mm -hmm. find and go, you know, Tony, I really I like Tony. You know, like, I, I, can, I can sympathize with him or Sarah, you know, so I think that's pretty dope, you know, especially when you oh, can integrate you. all that. Yeah, mm -hmm. of course. So when um, when you're doing this, is it just you drawing, stenciling, writing, doing all that fun stuff? Absolutely. So um, I write the story. Um, I try to write. Uh, I, I sort of have several several chapters vaguely plotted out. <laughs> I'm not exactly sure where the story is going from here, mm -hmm. but I always have the entire chapter written out in advance before I start drawing it. Okay. Um, because I want to touch upon so many things and I want the story to get more and more complex as it goes on, uh, it's sort of important for me to be able to plan it out like that. Um, my boyfriend that you met earlier, he uh, will edit it for me. Uh, I super trust him on that. He's an excellent editor. He's always got great feedback. Um, and then I have somebody that does coloring work for me. So uh, I've actually just started updating my uh, Webtoon uh, account with colored pages. So uh, because that you, you probably just saw some black and white. A lot of black uh, and white with a couple splashed in there, yeah. Mm, so it's going to be all color from now on uh, starting last night. Starting so, last night? Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's pretty impressive. <laughs> Who'd you find? Uh, I call it inking. Like, you know, I'll take I'll, like I'll take somebody else's artwork and I'll just like I'm like, all right, I'm gonna color this one, board it. Uh, you know, on the phones at work. What? Nice. Um, it's it's I'm I'm horrible at it. <laughs> um, <laughs> if you enjoy it, that's there's nothing yeah. horrible about that. So how I guess how did you find your inker? And why don't you give them a shout out just to you know you know let them know that you appreciate it. So uh, their name is Nat. And they live in Thailand, and I found them. I found them through uh, Twitter. I just sent out a call asking for uh, uh, interested colorists to message me with some examples, um, and they were the one that I chose. And I've been very happy with their work. So is Nat? Uh, is Nat? Uh, does Nat speak English, or is it mm -hmm. okay? Yeah, you know that's one thing that amazed me because I, I had a. Uh, 
I, I did a OnlyFans interview with a, a girl who was French, and I had no idea she was French at all. And so she's like, oh, well, because, like, I just, I kind of put out there, I was like, hey, I want to do an interview. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm really interested about the who, what, where, when, why is about all this stuff. And uh, she was great. She messaged me. And then I was like, great, you know, like, let's set up a time. And she set up a really weird time in the afternoon. And I was like, uh-huh. you know, like, what's going on here? She's like, oh, I'm French. Uh, and I was like, oh, uh-huh. that. That makes okay, perfect sense. Okay, but she did speak English. Yeah, she spoke very good English. Uh, okay, I... because I imagined that <laughs> right when you got set up, she started speaking in French, and you're like, oh. Yeah, it, well, she had a very thick French accent, which was awesome. Uh, mm. I didn't, I wasn't really able to go off script with her uh, because mm-hmm. uh, her improvisation skills apparently weren't good, but she did a phenomenal job. Like, if it, I'm sure anybody listening to this one knows about the French, uh, it's called The French Connection. It was a great episode. I loved it. Um, so any, anyway, so Nat w- w- did Nat have any competition at all, or um, there were there were several applicants, uh, but they mm, they sort of knocked it out of the park. Okay, there there sort of there was no contest really uh, between all of the applicants, um, primarily because I had a very specific style in mind. Mm. Um, that I wanted to keep in theme, and they did that, and they sort of went above and beyond, um, and I just really appreciated that. Like they, they not only saw what was needed, but they saw what would be improved on in a way that worked with what I wanted. So Nat basically took took your quality, knew mm. exactly what you were thinking, and mm. said, "Here's what I got." How, you know, and then, uh, like you said, she, uh, sorry, they blew it out of the water. My apologies. Yeah. Um, wh- is, uh, do you kind of give Nat a little bit of free reign, like with, with stuff where you're just kind of like, Hey, I'm not really sure about this. Like go ahead and do what you do best. Yeah, sort of. Um, so I let, they, they work within a certain color palette. So the same color palette that's in my logo, mm-hmm. um, they color using those colors and then like a mix of them. So anything that they can do with that, they have free range to color it and shade it however they want. Um, and sometimes they'll send me the work and I'll give some like feedback or critique or whatever. But for the most part, they just uh, run wild with it. So when you say uh, uh, they use the, the color palette, palette, is it the Webtoons one that I got below or is it the, the very Japanese Oni uh logo blue. yeah it's the pink blue and white color pink palette white. i love that style of blue teal is my absolute favorite color i don't know why i've just I've <laughs> loved it forever so uh with with nat now being on board as of yesterday um mm. is oh no no, no. no. they've sorry sorry oh. to uh <laughs> to clarify they've actually been with me for um Time doesn't make sense to me, so I can't remember <laughs> when, but maybe about a year. Oh, wow. And they, okay. Yeah, so they actually started coloring this work for me, like, since then. So, uh, technically, all of Chapter 1 is already colored, but I just didn't do anything with it for a long time. Uh, but now I'm ready to start uploading those pages to Webtoon. So, I try my best to be efficient and... Uh, <laughs> No, I, I feel you. I'm I'm the kind of individual who will sit here on a Friday night and be like, "Oh snap, t- I gotta put out an episode at 
3 a.m. and it's midnight, you know, Saturday morning. <laughs> I it's totally like, okay. get it, yeah. yeah. So since Nat's been on board for a year and you've been you've been building this comic for a very long time because it seems mm. like you've been at it for four years. Did mm. you originally plan to do or not four years before chapters? Did you originally plan to do it black and white or is that just kind of an aesthetic choice because of COVID or whatever happened? So uh, it was originally black and white because uh, just for time and efficiency uh, just because it takes so long to draw a comic page, uh, just even without color. Um, and originally, my pages were done traditionally, like completely traditionally, where it was sketched, drawn, uh, and then I used real screen tone paper That's for those. Uh, <laughs> I know. <laughs> so I... I was uh, I was a little disappointed to realize how time consuming that was and also how expensive screen tone paper was. So after about three pages, I scrapped that. Okay. Um, I still draw my pages uh, traditionally, like inkwise, but then everything else I do digitally. Okay, yeah, I was I was I was kind of impressed that you were like, hey, I did it all, you know, freehand, <laughs> and I've I've done a couple things where I've collaged things together just to try mm. to be cute or whatever, and mm. that takes like like days to create mm. just one thing. So going from taking forever for three panels or three pages, how fast can you from concept to I guess digital to it's out? How long does that usually take you now? Um, it takes me about two days to go from sketch to uh, the finished shading. Um, but that's sort of putting aside, like, uh, writing the script and getting it edited and stuff. But as far as, like, creating the actual page, about two days. What's a good timeline that makes you happy when you decide to like you're writing you're putting stuff out like how often do you want to you know put a page out there so currently i do one page a week um in an ideal world my comic would have enough readership that it could support myself and the continuation of my comic and uh gosh if i if i had that possibility i would create four or five pages a week i don't know i would just i would crank them out like crazy because i do not get sick of it i enjoy it so much and there's nothing else that i would rather do so if i just had more time to do that i would be incredibly happy yeah i and so you have a, a patreon that i see as well uh now i have your link tree so i'm going to literally link everything in the comments and all that fun stuff so no worries there uh, oh, thank you. Yeah, of course. Um, so you, for anybody who's listening who may want to continue to listen and just, you know, uh, they're maybe watching YouTube or what have you, where can you find your Patreon? So uh, oof. It, it desperately needs updating. <laughs> uh, so if you can give me a week before <laughs> before anybody uh, decides to join, um, it's I think it's Oni Girl Comic. Okay. I think so. Well, Today is technically September 22nd, and mm -hmm. your episode is going to go live on the 2nd of October, so you have until then okay. to update it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, 
I, I do have a question because I would I would uh, very much uh, enjoy this. It if I'm like a like what are what are the, okay? Let me ask you this first. What are your what are the tiers of the Patreon? So currently, the only thing I uh, offer is like the dollar tier, which is just if you want to support Oni Girl or if you want to join the Discord, you can hop in there. Um, and then the five dollar tier is where I uh, just give you all of the pages, um, like as they're completed, and that's the sketching, the ink work, and the shading, so that you can see the whole process. But I'm really wanting to revamp my Patreon soon so that I can offer more options. Like uh, for every patron, uh, I would draw a little doodle of and just like put all of them all together because I have a few artist friends who do that. And uh, that seems like a really fun uh, way to thank people for their support. Um, I've got I've got a few different ideas that I'm floating around, but uh, at the moment, I only have two patrons, so <laughs> I've, I've sort of been putting it off a little bit. Well, if you decide to add uh, video gaming with your boyfriend, I would love to hang out with him and that awesome mustache that he's got. So <laughs> if you throw it up there, I might I might go ahead and subscribe for a game session or two. That sounds fun. <laughs> so with Animal Crossing, just because, like I said, this is a gaming podcast, mm -hmm. do you find Animal – like what drew you into Animal Crossing to kind of just start your journey with it? It's so funny because uh, when New Leaf had come out, I did not have much experience with Animal Crossing, but a friend of mine at the time sort of forced me and a few <laughs> other friends to get into it. And uh, we, all, we all played for about a month or so, and then they all just quit uh, Cold Turkey, and I played for about two years straight. I think there were two days that I maybe skipped, but I I just became obsessed. That's fantastic, yeah. Like I, uh, did, did New Leaf have, was New Leaf the same as New Horizons where you couldn't fast forward the day unless you cheated by adjusting your internal clock? Okay. Mm. Yeah, cause that, that was really annoying. I, I remember I got the switch, I plugged it in, I did everything, it's like, all right. I was like, how do I progress? And they're like, oh, you got to wait till tomorrow. <laughs> I was like, no, no, there is no tomorrow. So I got gotcha. you. That's awesome. Uh, were you big into gaming before that or, or at any time? I, I feel reluctant to call myself like a gamer or anything. Um, maybe that's because of the fear of gatekeeping or something. Uh, but there's there's been lots of games that I've enjoyed. Uh, like... Uh, I was, I, I was hugely into the Nintendo 64 games as a kid. Like, I obsessively played uh, the Mario Party games. Um, I used to love Rush, which was a racing game. It's very, that's that. very random, but um, I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get better at uh, Mario Kart, like for the Wii. Uh, I'm trying to get good at it, and I'm, I'm terrible. <laughs> My boyfriend is uh, a lot better than I am, so maybe <laughs> that's something you guys can play together. Um, I just have a lot of fond memories of more of the older games that I had more time to play. Like, I loved my Game Boy Color. I had too many games for that. My Game Boy Advance, my Game Boy Advance SP, my, uh, what was it called? The Light? The, uh, the, the DS Light. Yeah, the DS Light. The 3DS, and I have a Switch, but uh, 
<laughs> Where's was... the time to play lately? Oh, yeah. You, you know, it was funny because I went on a deployment to... Was this... I forget where I... Was it... I... Hmm. No, this was one of the random little small TDYs I went on. But a buddy of mine talked me into getting a, a, a Nintendo 3DS. And he's like, oh, mm. you gotta get this one Zelda game that I'm getting. I was like, alright. He's like, we'll beat it together. So the entire plane ride over, we're playing... And then mm. we, we both get to this part where you have to transfer a sticker onto the map down below. I'm doing everything in my power. I'm using the <laughs> stylus. I'm doing whatever. And I get I get so mad. I slam it shut, throw it against the wall. I'm like, I'm done. I'm done. And then like two hours later, I'm like, oh, I go back to it and I open it because I never turn it off. And it's like, yeah, uh -huh. you transferred it. You just had to what? close. Yeah, you just closed it <laughs> onto it. Oh, and then it's like crazy. It's like, blow out this candle. And I was like. I blew onto the microphone. That's and, cool. Yeah. <laughs> like this. Which, which Zelda game was that? That's I have cool. no idea. This I was... like I like when games implement that kind of uh, interactivity. You don't usually have in a game. Yeah. The, I mean, this was I think two thousand. When was this? I think this was like two thousand and seven, maybe mm. two thousand eight. I forget because it's all time doesn't make sense. Mm. Well, it was it's all blurred all together. Which... Yeah, I mean, I, I was a, I was a medium-sized base deploying at a large size. So mm. we were constant. like, I was home for maybe four or five months and I was out the door mm. the night, so. Mm. Um, so I, I guess my next question here is what, what started you into maybe doodling or drawing? When did it become a passion? And then how did you turn it into now your job as well as a side gig? Mm -hmm. So I don't, I, I honestly don't remember a time when I wasn't drawing or didn't enjoy drawing. Um, even as far as kindergarten, I remember obsessively like drawing or coloring and coloring books and uh, getting praise. I just felt fueled by that, even though the teachers were probably like praising all the students <laughs> to the same level. Yeah. I, I think maybe I heard it and I was like, wow, you really think so? I'll pursue <laughs> this then. And uh, I don't know, that uh, positive feedback worked because uh, I don't get sick of it. I don't get burnt out. I just, I just draw. Okay. So for, for your actual job, you are, uh, mm. you said a muralist or? So I'm sort of, hmm, my title is technically graphic designer, uh, but I also help with the conceptualization of the murals. So my boss and I work directly with each other uh, to design each mural. Okay. And these are murals that are uh, contracted for, by like governments or just random people out, the, out in the world? It, it can literally be anybody. Um, so we've done private residence. We've done schools. Um, we've done uh, like really big names like Red Bull, Cirque du Soleil, um, like literally anybody who would want a mural can contact us. Are you allowed to name drop the coolest person you've worked for or the coolest company you've worked for? The coolest company. Um, well, the very first job that I designed for was Cirque du Soleil. So that's particularly special to me. Um, that, yeah. that would scare me. It's like, hey, welcome to the job. We're drawing for Cirque du Soleil today. Honestly, it was nuts because technically I wasn't even hired yet. It was a test. 
That was, it was your a test. drawing test. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So it was pretty intense. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. That's that's a very big welcome. Good. But luck. it got me hired. Yay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Has there been any murals that you've hated? Oh, gosh, yeah. Um, a lot of the times schools don't have the creative leeway to allow for anything artistic or creative. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a lot of the times those are those can be really gross-looking. Like gross-looking as in aesthetically or just... Yeah, just aesthetically. <laughs> okay, you could have just taken a picture at the front of school and called it good. Is that kind of, yeah? That's kind of what you're talking about? Yeah. yeah like, okay. Yeah. All right. So uh, with Oni Girl, um, I, I guess that I, I kind of want to jump back to it real quick here. Sure. When when did the concept of it start? And then when did, and then how long was the transition into, okay, I'm going to rock and roll this and you started officially? Mm, so I think about uh, five years ago, uh, the story sort of started building not too long after um, I had created that mayor character and uh, started drawing myself as a sort of monster character. Um, it really didn't take long at, uh, at all after that for it to start developing into a story. Uh, obviously, over time, it has gotten more complex and different parts about it have been refined. Uh, but for the most part, it's always been about uh, a half-human, half-monster girl who goes to this school to learn how to be human, basically. All right. Do you, uh, do you take any of that... Uh... Do you take any outside references like, oh, you know, Sarah, my best friend, I'm going to go ahead and put Sarah in here. Or like, you know, Tom that is so pretty weird cool. that you say that. <laughs> That's so weird that you say that because I literally do have a friend, Sarah, that I have snuck into my comic. <laughs> have you been, uh, you've done your research a lot more than you said you have. <laughs> nope. I literally, uh, uh, Sarah, Timmy, Tommy, and Jessica. Those are my those are my go-to names. If I have to name drop somebody, <laughs> I'm going to, those, I just, I always go for it. I don't know why, but that's just what that's I do. That's funny. Okay. Uh, did Sarah enjoy her cameo? Um, yeah, she thought, uh, she was really cute. So, um, I have several of these actually. I have several characters in my comic that are directly inspired by real life friends. Um, Sarah's character is a little bee girl. She's a little bee monster. Okay. uh, Because my friend uh, Sarah has an affinity for bees. Uh, My friend Sarah is also an artist, so I've made the little bee character uh, a really talented artist (laughs) in high school. And uh, I just love the idea of this tiny little bee, like having to hoist (laughs) a pencil and struggling to draw that way. Oh, that's hilarious! That would that'd be good. I just good. want to draw that. Um, so all right. Uh, I I guess is there anything that you would like to kind of throw out there or address in any general terms before we start to maybe start answering some random Reddit questions or any message that you want uh, to put out to the audience? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so. I want to say that I'm very, very grateful for any kind of support that people give me, whether it's uh, financially, if you want to buy merchandise, or if you want to follow me on social media. 
but one really big thing I'm trying to do is increase my readership on Webtoon because not only does that mean that I um, will get ad revenue and be able to support me and ensure that Oni Girl will continue being made, um, but it also means there will be more eyes on it and then word can spread and it'll just be this big, beautiful snowball from there. Um, the other thing I wanted to say is that, as I mentioned before, Oni Girl deals with uh, various mental health issues and I write it from my heart and I write it because I know what it feels like to deal with these issues. So for anybody who feels like they have these kinds of problems and feel alone in the world, I just want you to know that you're not alone. And uh, there's always going to be somebody that can relate to you. And if you are ever having issues, please do not hesitate to reach out to any friends, family, or even just a random person on the mm -hmm. internet. Uh, through those various hotlines that you can, because I, I know that I wouldn't have a friend today if he hadn't reached out to me. So there's there's a lot of positive with that. And, you know, I was like, I was literally in the middle of a live stream, live streaming a game. He hit me up and I was mm -hmm. like, all right, cool. Live stream's over. Deuces. And then he went ahead and walked the Appalachian Trail or the vast majority of it. So he was, yeah, good, good to go there. That's That's actually a really good message. And we're going to keep up that positive energy here. Uh, even though that this was like a couple years back, did you hear about uh, what the University of Tennessee did for a kid who made his own t-shirt? No. So uh, quite a while ago, a kid uh, in Tennessee actually got made fun of for his homemade University of Tennessee shirt. He, he drew a, he basically took an orange shirt, took a piece mm. of paper, drew the U, colored it in a little bit, drew the T, mm. colored it in a little bit and stapled it. Bunch of kids made fun of him. I guess it kind of made the local news somehow picked up. Well, the University of Tennessee got a hold of it and said, kid, that's our new T-shirt. And they legit Aww. made T-shirts of it. And, like, everybody at the band, and, like, it was so cool. They sold, like... I they, love that. Uh, they sold 16,000 shirts, and they gave him a four-year scholarship when he was old enough. Aww. That's so sweet. <laughs> the dude was amazing. That's awesome. That's such a good story. Yeah. All right. Well, that's probably about, uh, hmm, let's see here. All right, so I guess this would be relationship or dating advice. Um, oh, I love this stuff. Okay. Yes. Uh, yes. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and preface this real quick. Uh, if you were not comfortable with answering, that's totes, mm. goats okay. I have no problem editing mm. it out. Um, and if I left that part in, ladies and gentlemen, just FYI, she answered all the questions. So <laughs> I, I'm totally into it. <laughs> I, a 26-year-old female, have uh, had sex with him, a 23-year-old male, on the third date in hopes that he'd ghost me. <laughs> wow. The title says it all. I had sex with him on a third date in hopes that he would ghost me because I've been growing bored of the connection, but my plan backfired. Instead, oh he was gosh. super attentive. I didn't in the expect this. Instead, he was super attentive in the bedroom, extremely affectionate after the act, and continued to text me the same way he normally would after I left. I've come to the realization that he really likes me. Dot, dot, dot. How do I let him down? Oh, my goodness. Well, if you just take the sex out of the equation and just treat it like any other kind of relationship you want to get out of 
you just have to be honest and tell them that uh, you don't see that it's working. You don't have to go into detail and tell them all of the, the different things uh, that is not making the relationship work, but you you just have to be honest. It I'm hurts, sorry. but... Yeah. No, I'm sorry. It just, it's it's like, it, it's one of those situations where yeah, as as a single as a single individual myself, it's just kind of mm. like, yeah, I'd I'd be happy with getting ghosted. You know, like that would be an ideal situation. It's like, hey, Jared, I thought you were great. It's like, ah, oh, had a great time last night. Hey, we're not working out. I mean, okay, yeah, you know, all right, all right. You know, it, it sucks, but mm. <laughs> I, just... I think I think a lot of people would think um, that it's better to cut off a relationship, even if it hurts. Than the alternative of being strung along, um, only to find out later how long you were in a false relationship for. That would hurt more, I think. You, um, yeah, no, you're you're a hundred percent right. I, I mean, I have a, I have very different viewpoints because of the past thirty three years of attempting to find a correct woman, and I'm on my thirty fourth year. It's not going so good. It's tough. It is tough. Um, but you know, if your if your boyfriend ever is single, just let him know. That mustache can definitely come hang out with me in my bro house. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let I'll let him and his mustache know. So I the the one thing that I find is weird is that she's like, oh, he was super attentive. He was extremely affectionate. Um, mm. You know, he he texted me after the fact, and he really likes me. My the the one that tells me that she feels just a smidge of something, you know, like it's like this dude's pretty baller. That's what I get from that because there's no re. I don't know why she would add that in there, other than to maybe prop him up on a pedestal to be like, no, he's a really chill, awesome guy. But if he's a chill, awesome dude, what's not? Where's no connection? Uh. I mean, it's, I guess it's the same difference between what makes somebody a good friend versus what makes them uh, partner material. Yeah. Like, sometimes it's literally just that one factor. That one thing, yeah. That and one thing. It, it, makes a, it makes very complete sense. Um, first off, uh, JTG95, uh, don't have sex with people you want to not go forward with i mean you you probably made his day or his month or his week but like jtg95 don't do that <laughs> yeah if you've that. got different goals then it's different that's... <laughs> I, uh, I, I don't know like that's just i don't know like that just it's that's amazing okay i think they've learned their lesson hopefully maybe so do you know what free compliments is on reddit are free compliments. Yes. Okay. I still I think so. Okay, good. Cause it's I... like the opposite of roast me. No, that's toast me. Toast me. Yeah. Free compliments. Like, I mean, I'll just go to here. A okay. subreddit created specifically for giving out free compliments, feeling bad, come here to make a compliment. And it's, it's kind of like, I'm like, I'm like, that's the same thing as toast me, but it's different. So okay. I had, I had this one photo and it's not a photo that I, I wanted, or it's not a post that I want to share because it turns out she's under the age of 18. Mm. And um, it was interesting because I, I went, you know, like, because I've, I've always had this fascination with uh, why people put photos of themselves up on the internet, you know, mm -hmm. especially like free compliments, these roast me's or what have you. 
And mm-hmm. I I get the vast majority of why, but somebody like her, I'm just like, it it feels like you're reaching for something specifically here. And mm-hmm. I want I was gonna reach out and talk to her, and then she's like, oh, you know, I'm underage, I'm a minor, and I'm like, yeah, probably should say something like that because a lot. I mean, the comments are just amazing. Yeah, that's. Um, yeah, that's a, a good way to get some negative attention and some predatory behavior potentially. <laughs> yeah, I, I threw up a I threw up a question. It was like, "Hey, shouldn't you probably mention that you're underage?" And she's like, "Why? What does it matter?" And I was like, "There's a lot of fucking reasons why that matters." Mm. Um, it, it was it was interesting because it was a lot of women actually, uh, a lot of. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I guess that would be the right term here. A lot of women, you know, like, hey, you, you look great, da 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 But then, like, every mm-hmm. guy that, every guy's profile that I would look up, I was just like, that's not a person you want talking to you. Um, so I guess for for those younger individuals that may not have grown up with To Catch a Predator with K- Chris Hansen, like, mm-hmm. uh, like I maybe have, what is some advice that you can give to a young person uh on the internet, it doesn't have to be male, female, non-binary, mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. What what advice would you give to a young person on the interwebs? Um, I would say just be very careful. Um, there's nothing wrong with wanting validation, but the internet is it's so tricky to navigate, and there are people online who are very good at hiding what their intentions are. And even if what they say is nice, it doesn't necessarily mean they're a nice person. Perfect. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. On the internets, on the interwebs, you can be whoever you want to be, however you want to be, whenever you want to be. Exactly. That's why the show Catfish was created. (laughs) All right. So this is uh, an unpopular opinion. And uh, I just kind of want to go with the uh, the title here. Uh, I'm going to replace mm-hmm. one of the words because it, it kind of... It, it's this is such of, a fun segment, yeah. by the way. I love it. <laughs> well, thank you. Um, because I, I don't think the word that he used was correct, and he did correct mm-hmm. himself. So if a guy was a gentleman, and you mm-hmm. rejected him, and then he tries to go after your friend, is it uncool or unethical to tell that friend that he had tried to talk to you first? That's a really interesting question. I think it depends on a lot of factors. Um, I think if I were the friend, I would want to know. And that's what I would base uh, the answer on. It depends on how close you are to the friend. And it depends on how things left off with the person you went on a date with. Um, if it's a friend that you're particularly close to um it's i think it would be worth them knowing probably and if there were negative reasons that the uh date ended then that's more reason to tell that friend yeah i i 100 agree with you if there was a negative that you know friend a saw that friend b might know about but let's for a moment just assume a perfect world it's a great world everything's you know totally fantastic you mm-hmm. go out with the person, you're just like like halfway through, they're like, look, you're totally dope. 
uh, but you're just not sparkling. You know, the sparkler, the Roman candle's not going on. It's not, it's not, it's not sparkling for me here. Uh-huh. You're like, oh my God, I was thinking the same thing. Like it was amazing, but like, no. So you end up, he, he ends up going to your friend. There was nothing mm-hmm. wrong about him. You thought he was a chill dude. Like everything mm-hmm. was perfect. Would you tell that friend? Or if you were that friend, would that sour the way you thought about this individual? Mm, I don't think so. Um, because people are going to have different compatib- compatibilities. Um, like with my partner, for example, like we are very compatible, but uh, I wouldn't say the same for him and a friend of mine or... Uh, a friend of his, they wouldn't necessarily be compatible with me just because they're close with one another. Um, so I wouldn't really, does, did that really? Yeah. That? I, I mean, it, th- see, that's, that was that's supposed to be my analogy, but I don't know <laughs> if it quite worked. That's kind of where I get a little, uh, I mean, I, I agree with what you have to say. If there was a, if there was a big, you know, red flag, like, yeah, tell your, tell you, you know, tell your broha, mm-hmm. your broha needs to know. It doesn't matter. Um, mm-hmm. The the biggest problem with that is, is the souring, uh, the, the way that I've perceived women and in my personal opinion, the way that I've lived my life and what I've experienced, mm-hmm. if I ask out girl A and she's friends with girl B, girl mm-hmm. A approaches girl B and is like, huh, you try, like, hey, didn't you date so-and-so or... Didn't she like try to date so and so? And was like, yeah, I did, and the, and they would immediately just be like, no bueno. Be like, nope, not even gonna do, not even gonna go for oh, it. Oh, like, mm. okay. I didn't see it that yeah. way. It, that that uh, souring of the of this. I'm not even gonna give you a shot because you were talking with so and so. In that case, I would say that it's a disappointment that the friend wouldn't be more open minded to seeing for herself what the experience is like. Yeah. Natalie, I know you're driving to your parents right now and you're texting me, but I'm on a podcast with a content creator. <laughs> she's uh she's one of the one of my really good friends. I, like I've been gaming with her for like ten years. She lives out in oh, Canada. Oh nice. She lives out in Canada. We met in the most odd way. We're like we're like besties. It's it's dope. Aww. Love her to death. It's but... always nice to have the those uh kinds of long lasting friendships. Yeah, well, podcasting supersedes it, so. <laughs> I know that's horrible to say, and I know she'll hear it, and I don't I don't care. Yeah, that, that's just the only negative thing that I had in there was the, the whole souring of, of the friendship. And not that there's anything wrong with it. I don't, there's nothing wrong with it. But I just think that, uh, you know, I would maybe go, hey, Tiffany, just a heads up. Uh, you know, Jake tried to go out with me a little while ago. He was a total gentleman. He was totally great. Mm-hmm. I hope you like him. Just wanted to tell you. Like, that's maybe the time to approach you. Be like, oh, do you like Jake? Well, yeah, I know Jake is a great guy. You know, we went on a date and the, the Roman candle didn't go off. So, like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. All right. I want to try something new here. We'll see if this works. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to tell you're gonna tell me who, what animal is this if it comes across? Okay. What animal huh. do you think that is? That's interesting. Oh, mm. it's a tiny bird cat hybrid. That's a cheetah. 
Oh man, I should have gone with my initial impulse. Yeah, that's a cheetah. That is ex that is actually what a cheetah sounds like. I th I don't think cheetahs uh, roar like lions or maybe panthers, but yeah, cheetahs legitimately sound like tiny or very uh, domesticated cats. <laughs> I guess. Cool. I like yeah. this segment. That's cool. All right. So ask Reddit came out a little while ago and asked, uh, "What is the most disturbing thing you know?" The most disturbing thing I know. The most disturbing thing you know. Oh, let's see. The most disturbing thing I know. So, my memory of this is very vague. It's very fuzzy. But a few years ago, I was in a uh, Reddit thread about uh, disturbing things. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it was a story about kids disabled kids in a sort of facility where they were being abused was this a mental hospital or a, a mental institution i think it might have been a mental institution um i know the exact one I, you're talking about like where they were get, wearing shock you? collars and stuff like that maybe yeah, a lot of i think it therapy. was i think it was a long time ago not like super long ago but yeah, maybe in like, the 60s or 70s or something yeah, i was i was thinking late late 70s early 80s maybe it, okay like, they had the vcr like there was a lot of vcr uh, the vcr quality footage of it mm. but yeah like that <sighs> mental health has come a long long way since yeah. those times so, yeah for sure uh i guess the most disturbing fact that i know um Basically, the world can end in a split second, or like if the sun explodes, we won't know for eight minutes. All of a sudden, just poof, nothingness, and the fact that we there may be no afterlife that scares the mm -hmm. living nonsense out of me. Like, I need an adult almost immediately. So, yeah, I don't think my comic would exist if it weren't for those uh fears that I have <laughs> of those same things. Well, hooray to putting your fears to making you a little bit of money, then I guess. All right, um, let's see here. Uh, Oh damn, that was that was it. Now I, I I've been trying to go on Reddit today a little bit because I've been bored and whoop! Please stop. That is an ad for Apple. I don't want that played on here. I don't want to get I don't want to get hit with something. Um, mm. Was Reddit messing up for you today? Yes. Okay. It was. I wanted to respond to your message uh, much earlier today, but uh, Reddit was down for me. Okay. Oh, this is a really good one here. All right, I sorted by controversial within the last 24 hours here. I'm in a relationship with an asexual person, and I'm very sexually frustrated. What do I do? For context, okay. I'm a 19-year-old freshman in college, and my partner is an 18-year-old senior in high school. They've been together for a year, and then there's a whole bunch of stuff, but I don't care to read all that. So okay. we're going to go just off the title. All right. So there are people in these kinds of uh, mixed sexuality relationships that find workarounds. Um, it's really up to you and your partner to decide what you're comfortable with, but uh, there are options. Um, there are some couples where the asexual partner will uh, facilitate uh, sexual relations of some kind if that's something that they're totally not interested in that's okay too um then it's up to finding other options like maybe you uh 
use toys of some sort or uh, maybe you come to some sort of agreement where you have another person involved in your relationship where they are maybe only uh, uh, somebody that you have sexual relationship relationship blah, 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 relations with no uh, but not romantically um, it's just you have to discuss all of these different uh, options with your partner and decide which works for you. Um, yeah, it's something that you can make work if you find the right solution. Uh, all of what you just said. All of what you just said. There's there's nothing to add there. That's 100% what I would say too. But if anybody else can think of other possible ideas, then feel free to chime in because this is a little bit outside of my wheelhouse. <laughs> uh, you could uh, well. One of the other ones that I could think of is just break up with her. Like, I mean, yeah, you're nice. Worst case scenario, just find people that you're more compatible with. Dude, when I was nineteen, I was nineteen. When I was in nineteen, I was in Iraq, so I don't really have much to talk about. But mm -hmm. like, I, I mean, I was married at twenty three. I think I got divorced at twenty four. I have, mm -hmm. I have a child, uh, who mm -hmm. is not with me. He's in a different state. So like life is going to happen. Mm -hmm. Life's going to happen life for you. Life comes at you fast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like when you're 18, 19, I get it. You're in love. I thought my fiance when I was in 18 uh -huh. was the world, mm -hmm. but like, no, I'm looking at me now. <laughs> mm. So yeah. Um, I like the, the whole opening up the relationship is probably going to be his best route. Because um, the, the frustration really is only going to build if you lack right. that intimacy. I mean, there's, there have been studies done where, like, people go without mm -hmm. touch for a super long time. And just if you're not getting a specific type of affection, bro, like, that's just going to suck. So, but Yeah, if that's something that you prioritize for yourself, then it might have to come to that. Here's another good one. Um for, for context, a lot of this, I like to read the title if the title is catchy, and then there's little bits of information I find throughout. That's what I go for, mm -hmm. but I'm mm -hmm. not going to sit here and read 20 lines of, of text to somebody. So, uh, Interesting name. Snoo33678 says, I'm a 15-year-old female. Am I wrong for being upset about not getting compliments? I mean, I don't Aww. get compliments about my looks or anything. I just wish someone would tell me that for once I've done a good job or to keep up the good work. And then she kind of goes into a diatribe about stuff and how she had a moment in class where she broke down a little bit. So That's heartbreaking. Yeah. It's absolutely okay to be upset about those things. Everybody wants to feel validation. Uh, just for, for, for reference, Snoo, uh, I remember sometimes, uh, my, my, one of my ex-girlfriends colored her hair and I didn't really realize it. Mm. Um, so you may be doing things that are just very subtle, very mm. subtle changes where you're like, Tiffany's looking just as hot as she was yesterday. That's dope. All right. You know, like it just may be something that you don't really, that nobody's really noticing that you're doing. Mm -hmm. Um, there could be other aspects to it, but compliments from your peers are a big thing but it, it ain't everything dog <laughs> it's it's really interesting because it makes me want to know more um if you are particularly shy then it may be hard to to insinuate that you need 
this kind of positive feedback. Um, it, it sort of, it makes me hope that she does have peers around her, uh, that can give her that sort of validation that she needs. Um, I, I'm, I'm reading the post here as you're talking, uh, so I appreciate you, you chit-chattering while I'm doing that. Um, <laughs> no problem. But from what it sounds like is is that she may be the oldest child, mm-hmm. as well as it. I almost feel like she may be very quiet. Uh-huh. I, I probably shouldn't assume, but uh, Snoo might be one of those quiet kids because, like, as an older child. I, realized, I was a quiet kid. Yeah. Well, number one, I've got two younger siblings, and uh, mm-hmm. Yoshi and and. and and then Cherry D, that's mm-hmm. his nickname. Uh, but like they got away with a lot of stuff. Yeah, they got away with yeah, a lot. Same. And like with me, it, it wasn't. And then I remember, you know, like uh, Cherry D had a little bit of a speech impediment, where, or not a speech impediment, but he was he had trouble reading. Uh, you know, hooked on phonics. We used to make mm-hmm. fun of him for it, and mm-hmm. it was you know it was pre- it was pretty bad. But like at the same time, you know, he got a little bit of extra attention. Yoshi would too because he was the youngest uh-huh. guy. Whereas it's like, oh, Jared, like, all right, you know, like, great, you're going in the military. And it's like, okay. Uh-huh. And then you, like, Yoshi went off to college and they're like, oh, the college you're going to is so great. I'm so excited for you. It's like, oh, okay, well, what about what I'm doing, you know? I, I went through a very similar thing, yeah, yeah, with younger siblings and me being the oldest. I couldn't get away with anything, whereas, like, anything that my uh, brothers did, it was fine. So I, I can relate to what you're saying. Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe posted posted a, a photo of something up on the internet that that you really like or that you were able to create. Maybe, maybe you know, maybe you'll get some good stuff. So who knows? There's a lot of great. Yeah, that's that can a good. That's it. a good point. Like sometimes people find their community uh, online. So it's it's just important to have a community and have peers that uh, will uplift you. All right. Uh, how would you feel about talking about a tattoo hidden from a very religious father? Okay, yeah, that intrigued her. All right, the head movement. Head movements don't come across on, on the <laughs> podcast here, Lindsay. <laughs> so, uh, hiding a tattoo, hiding tattoo from my religious dad, and I need to tell him before I move back in. Oh, he's moving back in. I read that as moving out. Okay. Wow. Uh, so some backstory. Hi, everyone. I'm a 23-year-old male currently residing in the Houston area. In oh, January huh. of this year, I moved in with my sister because I needed to take care of the take care of her townhome that she rents in while she went on a month trip to El Salvador. Uh, before this, my parents were aware that I was going to stay there for a month and come back, so I stayed... What? The banana sandwich for a month. Then I went back to my parents' house. My parents unfortunately got COVID. After a week of me coming back, I had to go back to my sister's place while my parents recovered. It was... So if you got it, where the heck is you moving with your parents in these... In these... This four... One, two, three, four... Four very, very large paragraphs of information. There's... Yeah, I, I got lost <laughs> a little bit. Okay, so he got a tattoo that he needs to hide mm-hmm. from his very religious father before he has to move back in with his parents for some mm-hmm. ungoodny good 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 godness reason. Mm-hmm. Um, dude, you're 23. My advice to you is tell your dad to deal with it. Yeah, basically. It's uh, see that's why that's why I need to pre-read these, ladies and gentlemen. Otherwise, I'll <laughs> jack up on on TV here. Uh, do do do. Oh. Is this what I think it is? 
Yeah. My girlfriend's parents don't want me for her. He's 20. I think she's 22. Can't find... No, she's 21. So he's 20, she's 21, mm. and her parents hate him. What does he do? It's... It really just has to come to a breaking point. Um, she needs to talk with her parents, and uh, if she doesn't already know why, she needs to get to the root of why they dislike him. Um, if she can have a conversation with them and put their fears aside... That's great. Um, maybe the next step is to have like a dinner all together so that they can see uh, what you see in uh, what if they can see what she sees in her partner. Um, but really, like you can't force anybody to change their uh, views on somebody. They can only do that themselves. They have to prove that to them. I had a had an ex girlfriend. Um... Uh, yeah, um, v, I'll call her V uh, for mm. Vendetta. Uh, her, <laughs> her brothers hated me. Her dad uh -huh. and mom were very suspicious of me because uh, of some uh, gossiping idiot that they knew. Mm. Um, but mm. basically what ended up happening was uh, the re relationship started off where they just didn't like me, period, in the story. Mm -hmm. And it was like seven months later. I went on this fishing trip with her dad and her brothers and like her dad, her dad was talking to me like the entire time. Like he was here, yeah. I was here and we're just fishing with this bridge. And all of a sudden her two brothers come over and like, I'm about to get messed up because her brothers are these jacked bodybuilder construction dudes. Right. And I was a little flabby out of, out of the military. And it was funny because uh, her dad goes, you know, Jared, I'd really like you to hang around a little bit more. Like you're a great dude. We really like you. And his, her brothers were like, yeah, that's great. So I yeah. killed them with kindness. I showed them how much of a gentleman I was. And I really took care of their daughter. I was really nice to her. She really had mm. nothing but good things to say to me. And then she broke up with me next week. <laughs> <laughs> so, it was it was dope. But like, that's how, that's what I would do is kill them with yeah. kindness. Show them you're a good individual. Yeah. All right. Last one here. I, a 22-year-old male, need to know if I should disclose a past hookup with my girlfriend, who is also 22, which happened before we met. So two years ago, I got to third base with this girl at a party. I don't know what third base means, but I'm going to make assumptions. Um, nothing ever came of it, but later she got a roommate. That roommate is now my girlfriend. Yes. We've been in a relationship <laughs> for two years. Yes, divulge that information. I've read too many Reddit posts about this same kind of scenario. <laughs> and they all lead to the same thing. I'm going to do you one better. She already knows. What? Okay, so I'm now a... she knows. No, 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 and no, no. things are more... That's my opinion. Your girlfriend oh, gotcha. knows. You don't hook up with a girl at a party randomly. And then two years later, unless you were both shit-faced and blackout drunk that girl your girlfriend's roommate knows who you are she i mean is, it's very possible um i, I but... just i think she knows i think your girlfriend already knows and does not care because you're in a relationship for two years it's possible but it's still something that uh they should come clean about i think uh just so that they are on the same page as the girlfriend like we both know that this happened it's okay and it's completely cool, but now we know. Now I know that you know that I know that you know. 
Well, here here's my question. If it's been two mm. years, why is it not why is it why is it so important that she knows about this past hookup? If there's no if they're assuming that there's no negative repercussions from this hookup where, you know, the girlfriend's roommate's not hitting her up, there's no awkward, you know, tensions or anything like that, like if it's, for me, if it's been if two it years, were me, it would be sort of a non-issue, but it would be worth talking about so it doesn't potentially become an issue just from the very fact that I was withholding that kind of information. I'm, I'm just I'm the kind of person who uh, will always be honest um, and would rather would rather talk about things and discuss things than keep it in and let it fester and let it potentially boil over or turn into something bigger. If it doesn't have to become a bigger thing by withholding it, then I would rather just like get it out in the open and discuss. To me, honesty is always the best policy. Yeah. I mean, honesty is a really good policy. I mean, I, and you, okay. So maybe I can answer and ask this question a little bit differently. So I'm not putting, uh, putting you on the spot here, Lindsay. Um, I like this kind of stuff. I'm enjoying myself. So when you when you get into a relationship, do you have the body count talk? The body count talk? Yeah. I guess so. Okay. Um. Yeah, I would say so. With the limited relationship experience I have, that's always been a discussion. Um, and I say limited because uh, my current partner is only my second serious partner. And my first partner, I was together with for 11 years total. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not we, I'm not judging. It's just, it's always impressive when someone's like, I'm with my third partner and my first two were five years each. And it's like, I can barely get them to last six months. How do you get people to last five <laughs> years? <laughs> I'm very particular. The reason I don't have like a long list of previous partners is because like I know exactly what I want and uh I would rather be single than be in a relationship I know won't last that's well, just the kind of person I am that I mean the dungeon with the chains and the locks and you know that that does help too so you know don't don't <laughs> lie to me Lindsay here <laughs> so okay because like that that's always you know you have that talk about the body count and i mean i know you're not like so you're not gonna believe what i did to tommy Tom, you're gonna mm. love it because tommy loved mm. it you know you don't have those conversations with people but mm. like i mean i mean it, i've definitely had those kind of talks with my current and my previous partner though like we knew who our previous what our previous relationships were or in my yeah. case with the first and last or first and last <laughs> partner they knew who i had crushes on and who i had you well, know i mean yeah you, you share all that information but it's it's not i, I mean the, the thing that that really weirds me out here with mm. that situation and i mean i i'm all for honesty i'm all for like hey you know uh -huh. just fyi like if if someone asks if 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 my significant other is to ask me about it like i'm gonna be like yeah i slept with tiffany you know like i'm not mm -hmm. gonna be like you're not gonna believe this story but you know if it's been two years and depending upon how long he's lived they've lived together she most already almost already knows or number two what's the what would be the benefit of him now spilling his guts like why do you think that he might need to say something now as opposed I mean, to when they when he first saw her and was like, 
I hooked up with that chick. Because there's that slim possibility that she doesn't know. Like, we keep talking about how she most likely knows. Mm. Well, I... Which, th- yeah. Which probably, probability-wise, like, yeah, she would know. But there's still that chance. Um, and I think even if it's a slim slim chance, it's worth talking about. Because that's a, that's a huge deal it's not it's emotionally it's not a huge deal like they're still a good couple presumably it's not affecting them in the meantime Mm -hmm. but if it if these kinds of things um aren't talked about they could potentially it could create a misunderstanding okay like no matter what their intentions are it could lead to complications now I, I I'm not grilling you here because I want to grill you. I'm I'm grilling you because I'm interested. I don't get these point. You know the only point of view I get is Natalie, and Natalie's <laughs> Natalie is Natalie. I'll just say that much. Like I love I love her to death, but girl, you got some issues sometimes. So like you know, I, we I, all do. <laughs> I'd like to get other people's points of views. Mm-hmm. What I love talking about stuff like this. So uh, okay, well that's perfect. I'm happy to. So the the next question that I have here is please no Google don't do that. Um, mm. So my next question that I have is is what would the what personally if this was a, if the situation was let's insert you in here Lindsay what mm. is the what is the benefit that you get from going from the knowledge that you now know that I mean what 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 is the what is the benefit of her now knowing. If she doesn't know, if my assumption is completely incorrect, mm-hmm. what would her mm-hmm. benefit be from your point of view? Just to just to know that her boyfriend uh, is honest and is willing to have these kind of uncomfortable discussions or potentially uncomfortable. Because she may just, it may not even matter to have this kind of conversation. But there's always that fear of having an uncomfortable or awkward uh, conversation and it takes some amount of courage to be able to talk about these kinds of things honestly and openly. So if I were in her position, I would tot- I would respect the shit out of that. Like, yes, <laughs> love these kinds of open conversations. Okay. All right. Th- that, that, that makes a lot of sense. The whole honesty part there. Um, no, that, that, that's spot on. All right. I can, I can tell it's my goat stick that I can tell it's my goat stick that. Oh, banana! There, there was another one. Banana sandwich. I had a, I had another thought <laughs> that I wanted to, to throw out there. Um, I like that expletive that you use sometimes. The banana sandwich thing. Well, I, I, when I first started working for a student loan company, I was, I was in a call center, and mm. the better I got, the more frustrated I got with some of the, the definitions that I could or couldn't give, or some of the problems that we had with. And you know, when you're on, on a call, you can't just be like, "Fuck." You know, you can't just mm-hmm. do that. <laughs> mm. um, so I had to come up with creative ways to express myself. And banana <laughs> sandwich was the way that I, like I came it. out with. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, okay, so I had it and it was gone. I had it and was gone. Sorry. No, that's okay. That's that. That is exactly what happens. Uh, when I when I have these conversations with people, there's a lot of things that just turn mm-hmm. and burn in this mind. And I'm a very inquisitive person by nature, so when mm. you answer things, my brain might jump to another topic, or it mm. might go back to like I had this question at the beginning mm-hmm. of it that I really want to it answer. It just branches off, yeah. yeah, and it just it doesn't work. 
So I tried, I, I, I was hoping to reach out to some, some people who were polyamorous at a time, as well as who were LGBTQ. Mm-hmm. Now, I am, I'm not the best ally. I will come out and say it. I don't know the acronyms. I call it the alphabet soup. The alphabet soup of awesome. There's a lot to learn. And uh, even for me, I'm always learning. So, There's just so much to learn. At the sound, at, at the risk of sounding like a complete asshole, and at the at the risk of making myself look terrible, I would like to ask you some some questions about you and your definition of queer, if you mm. don't mind, so that yeah, way maybe sure. I can learn. So sure. you have a boyfriend, mm-hmm. and you are queer. Now, when you say you're queer, my caveman brain goes to you. You play for the home team. You you know, queer to me means you like the same sex that you are. Mm-hmm. Do you identify as male or how does that definition work with you in like so, me? Yeah, sure. So I consider myself uh, cisgender female. So I was uh, born female and that's how I identify as well. Um, and uh, I consider myself queer because um, primarily... Uh, I'm sexually interested in girls, um, but I don't consider myself lesbian, and I don't consider myself bisexual. It's just that my boyfriend is, like, the only exception to the rule of liking girls. So queer was the best term that sort of fit everything I wanted to say. That makes so much sense. Yay! Like, I'm so glad. <laughs> no, like, like I okay. So I'm gonna I'm look. This is just me talking. Like I talk. I apologize. Oh. I'm rough. I'm gruff. So I remember I was watching. I think it was E Entertainment or something like that. Mm. And this one girl's like, I'm lesbian, but I'm gonna stay married to my husband because I couldn't ever get with a woman. And she basically she just started rattling off things that were confusing with it um you, you know I, it makes the way you describe it makes a thousand percent oh great you know? i'm so glad because it, it, it's like it's like i like women but no tim over there fuck yeah like no if if all else fails I, I, let's hope tim likes me <laughs> you know so yeah. like i i mean you know that's my that's my tom hardy and liam neeson believe it mm. or not liam neeson oh he i'd i'd husband him up in a minute if he wanted me <laughs> Um, he seems like a really great person. Well, he's Irish and, you know, there's a, there's that <laughs> extra part there. Uh, but yeah, like it just, it, it baffles me when people define themselves as this. As mm. it, it's like, I am a Red Sox team player. Mm. But bro, you, you play for the Chicago Cubs. Like you're mm. not even in the same conference. And I don't know mm. baseball. But like, that's, I what don't was, that's what's confusing I get to me. What, I get your point, though. <laughs> you know, it's like you're, you're, you're describing soccer, but you're playing uh-huh. baseball. Like, it's... I don't, I don't understand it. But no, mm. you're like... Your definition just fucking makes way too much sense. You just... You see that one person, and you're just like, yep, that's a person, and that person... No, they're gonna be here. I like that, but I like that a lot more. <laughs> exactly. So, I, I feel you. I feel you. Um... My dumb brain has a lot of other questions, but I don't feel like asking them. So, no worries there. Uh, so You can always ask them some other time. Yeah. Uh, so, your boyfriend, now, you say he plays the video games. Yes. Uh, we're going to go, I'm going to go ahead and let you pimp out everything. Mm-hmm. If, uh, if this is the end of the podcast here, you're going to hear nothing after this. 
Or <laughs> if you hear a dude on the beginning of two dudes talking about video games, you uh-huh. know what happened because I'm not going to edit that heavily. So, <laughs> Lindsay, tell the people where we can find you, what you're doing. Give us anything you want. Go. It's yours. <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, so primarily, I'm looking for more readers for my comics. So if you go to Webtoon and type in Oni Girl, O-N-I-G-I-R-L, then you'll find me. Um, otherwise, you can check the link tree, uh, which I think is going to be provided. And you'll find all of my links in order to support or just to follow me or whatever. It's all there. Wonderful. Well, Lindsay, thank you very much. Everybody who is out there listening, I hope you had a great rest of your day. I hope that uh, she enlightened you along with me as well, too. I love all your faces, and we'll see you later. Thank you so much. You're welcome. I keep on attacking and attacking For you to understand But you just don't get it Except the bang